Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, the Chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology in the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. With me today is Dr. Bill Maurice, the Chair of the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at Mayo Clinic and the President of Mayo Clinic Laboratories. This is our weekly discussion with Dr. Maurice in which we learn about updates in the field of laboratory medicine and pathology. Hey, Bill, how are you today? I'm doing well. As you can tell, um, not in my usual setting. I'm on the road, but I'm doing good. Well, thank you for joining us while you're traveling. How can I miss my opportunity to <laughs> chat? Well, you know, you've had a lot going on, and I was really excited to see the announcement on September 6th that you have been named CEO and president of Mayo Clinic Laboratories and other diagnostic services. So that's exciting big news. I thought maybe you could tell us a little bit about this. Now, clearly you're gonna be rotating out of being our chair for the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology, which is a classic leadership activity at Mayo as we do this rotating leadership model. So maybe you could talk a little bit about that and then what you think this next leg of your journey and, and adventure is going to be as CEO of MCL. Yeah, thanks. It's a very interesting topic to me, especially since it's my life. But no, I think it's probably of interest to others as well. I mean, as you spoke too, one of the real um, foundational elements of Mayo Clinic, we have our integrated practice, we have the patient as a center, and then we have our committee structures and leadership dyads, all very team-based. But the other thing that's a big part of that is rotating leadership, meaning that physician scientists that are in leadership roles typically will remain in those roles for no longer than eight years. In fact, I remember when Dr. Noseworthy was a CEO when I was appointed, he stayed for an additional year yeah, after his eighth year, and it was a big deal. He had to go to the trustees. That's because we were going to Epic as our single EHR at the time. So, I mean, it just shows you how exceptional that is. And I was coming up, it's hard to believe, but February of 2015 is going to be my year mark. I knew that this transition was coming for mm -hmm. sure. I didn't know to what. And I think that rotating leadership is really vital for a few reasons. Number one, it always provides opportunity for new people to step in. There's a confidence that will continue to have fresh perspectives, right? That things won't get stale. We aren't unique in this. Interestingly, when I was in currently in Chicago, I was here earlier in the summer for the Association of Pathology Chairs annual meeting. And there are other institutions that have this, but there's others that don't. Of course, the other piece of it is just for the personal perspective too, is that, I mean, leadership is a responsibility. And so it's good for the individual, for myself to think about, okay, I need to challenge myself to new things. You get, you start to get comfortable with the rhythm of things, but then are you really being vigorous as a leader and mm -hmm. doing what needs to be done? So that is a big part of it. Of course, the question for me was, what was I going to go to? I mean, it's been a big job, a really big job, and which I've loved, by the way, because I get to work with great people like you. But when you think about not just being the chair of the department, but also the president of Mayo Clinic Laboratories, which I have been. Both of those have grown significantly over the last seven and a half years. It's good. This is a bit unique in that it's not just time for me to rotate. It was also time for the institution and myself and Scott Beck, where he retired working with the institution to say, how do we need to rethink both roles going forward? 
Well, I, I think you covered a lot of interesting points. First of all, the rotating leadership model at Mayo, I find it to be a very effective model. I've also experienced that. I've had multiple chairs of the Division of Clinical Microbiology since I've been here, and now I'm the chair. So first of all, it opens up opportunities for people. You know that you're not just going to be set with no upward growth of opportunities. Now, before being chair of the division, I was the vice chair of education. And those are usually more like a six-year term, and I was nearing my sixth year. So it was a perfect transition for me. I agree with what you said that it keeps things fresh because when I applied for the division chair position, I had to interview and I had to really think about, well, what do I want to accomplish? What do I see as the challenges and opportunities in the field? Whereas if you're just chair for life, you could kind of not do those activities and maybe coast along a little. You're finishing up your position as chair for our department. You've done an excellent job. I'm excited that I get to still work with you in your new role as CEO and president of Mayo Clinic Laboratories. So what is your new role going to entail exactly? Like I said, I've loved working with you and all the consultants and leaders in the department. It's been a very humbling an educational journey, but and part of that journey, particularly over the last, gosh, almost going on three, which is hard to believe with COVID, was the fact that it really elevated the position of both leaders like yourself and Dr. Binnaker and Dr. Thiel and Dr. Patel and Dr. Ohoro in the practice. I mean, a lot of people look to Mayo for our medical leadership. I mean, I think all of us who've worked at Mayo have really felt that desire for not just Minnesota, Arizona, Florida, but for the from the country, really, for us, when you think of the things that we've been engaged with and just getting trusted source of information for mail. Well, from the COVID perspective, with me and my dual roles, also what you saw was me getting much more involved. As we've mentioned on the ACLA board chair now, I've been participating in, in things with the World Economic Forum in terms of thought leadership, working with diagnostic manufacturing companies, which is actually part of why I'm here in Chicago here today and tomorrow, it really brought a visibility to the institution and institutional leadership that there were great opportunities, not just in the medical community for thought leadership that Mayo could contribute to. I know on an ivory tower, it's not like we're the only, there's others, but we can, we can be strong contributors. It's actually the same in the business environment. There's a real need for Mayo as it looks at itself and how it participates in healthcare the healthcare industry also needs a place like Mayo to be a thought leader in how that part of the equation, the healthcare industry and the healthcare business should still be trying to, should be not trying, but aiming and striving and holding itself accountable to keeping the needs of the patient and the needs of society at its center. As I had conversations with Dr. Farouj and institutional leadership, the thought was, that the best use of all the skills that I've been blessed to, to be to acquire, don't want to sound self-serving, but um, and, and my experience is probably more accurate, was actually to strengthen my role from a business perspective so that Mayo Clinic could be even more actively and vigorously engaged in that industry, particularly as it pertains to diagnostics and the healthcare diagnostics. And so there's definitely analogies to other things Mayo has done, such as Mayo Clinic International, you know, with Dr. Decker or definitely Mayo Clinic platform. You know, that was Dr. Frugia's. In fact, he just mentioned it again at JP Morgan that healthcare should evolve to a platform model of delivery and Mayo should lead in that. And so this is, again, the sort of the charge I have going forward. The title doesn't sound much different. I just have CEO as well as president. The expectation that I will be much more vigorously engaged in growing that business as Alan Lally, who was a former board member, a trustee member for Mayo Clinic and probably one of the most 
transformational business leaders of the last quarter, if not half century, that profitable growth for all, that companies grow in a way that benefits not just the companies, but everyone that that company touches. And so that's really the goal with me and my new role. Well, I can't think of a better person for the job, honestly, after you being chair of our Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology and really being highly involved in the patient-facing uh, decisions we're making every day, but then also having your experience as president of Mayo Clinic Laboratories, now taking on this additional role as CEO of Mayo Clinic Laboratories seems like a natural step. And I'm sure you're going to bring with you all of the experience, knowledge, and patient-centered approach that you had that you've learned throughout your career and as our chair for DLMP. So I think it's going to continue our emphasis on the patient through a reference lab, which is a bit of a unique approach in the field and, and just something that we all take a lot of pride in. Yeah, no, thank you for that vote of confidence. It feels like it's a little bit onto a glass step over a very <laughs> steep hill or cliff precipice because I don't, I'll have to acquire new skills, right? It's going to be a different job. Mm -hmm. But I think the other part of that vision is that when I think about what Mayo Clinic Laboratories has done for DLMP in terms of allowing us to, to interact with so many more patients, the, the vision is to, as you mentioned, it's not just laboratories now, it's really thinking about diagnostics more broadly. Diagnostics is changing a lot. There's a whole area of remote diagnostics and how does that been in digital pathology and the move to digital diagnostics. And so, and we've already started to do some of this. We're interacting with, you know, cardiology to actually create a diagnostic service around not a specimen, but actually a, an EKG reading coming into Mayo Clinic, artificial intelligence applied to that, and then being overread when necessary by Mayo Clinic cardiologists and then going back out to guide the care of patients that need cardiac monitoring. So there's a lot of opportunities for evolution here, which is really, really exciting because it fits into that broader Mayo mission of really trying to engage with as many people as possible to help improve healthcare. And for people that might never actually have the opportunity to step on one of our campuses, which is of course what we get to do through Mayo Clinic Labs. Yeah, it's a great point because we can only see so many patients here at Mayo Clinic, but Mayo has a much broader reach, an international reach, and this is just one way to expand that where we can essentially have patients around the world through the various resources and activities that we offer and, and the ability to have access to the tests that we perform to participate in some of the things through Mayo Clinic platform. I think there's a lot of exciting possibilities. There's a lot of exciting possibilities. There's a lot of kind of daunting things that are out there as well in terms of non-traditional participants in healthcare. You know, I was just in Florida for our specialty council. The administrator, AJ Dunn, was just describing how in that part of the country, you know, Walmart has essentially these pop-up primary care clinics that it can move around. They're very advanced. They use infrared to tell how many people are in the facility, all those kind of things. You look at Amazon buying one Medica and, and all these sorts of things that are happening. Look, it's no different. We still, as laboratory medicine professionals, have to really be thinking about how diagnostics are delivered in all those settings as the settings in which diagnostics are delivered changes, right? And things, people are doing things on their phone. And so I always think about the Peter Drucker adage, the best way to predict the future is to create it. And I think that's a lot of what this is. If there's really going to be a change in diagnostics, why shouldn't laboratory medicine be leading that change. And this is an opportunity for me to do that, but in more of a corporate role as opposed to a division or department chair role. 
I'm glad you cycled or went back to that because I was going to do it too. We're the laboratorians, the physician scientists, the scientific professionals, our lab directors. We know the lab testing world better than any other medical professional. And so we have to be part of it, whether it's a pop-up lab from Walmart or a traditional physician's office we're still going to have an ever-expanding array of tests that we offer, and it's going to be much more than what physicians learned in medical school. They're going to need help knowing which of these new tests are actually appropriate for their patient, and we have to work with them to create testing algorithms. So I'm really excited, Bill, for you. I think that having this new role in just providing you know, testing nationally and internationally through Mayo Clinic Labs is going to be a an exciting new way to just provide that expertise that you have to a broader population. Yeah, well, that we all have. Number one, number two, it gives us all a whole bunch of other stuff to talk about. Because right. sooner or later, we'll have COVID or monkeypox. So oh, gosh, there you yeah. go. And there's more to talk about on those, but you know, let's wait for next week. Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Bill. I appreciate the update and for you taking the time while you're traveling. And um, yeah, we'll have lots more to talk about, probably a little bit more monkeypox in another week or so. Yeah, sounds great. I look forward to it as always. Great. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.